Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 95 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal, Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you today? Hey, Val. Doing well. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan King NASCAR. How are you, sir? I'm feeling thrown back. There you go. <laughs> Got a super <laughs> great show for everybody today. We're going to do racing recap few races going on this past weekend it was one that was i guess rained out a little bit there and then the nascar hall of fame the class of 2023 was announced we will mention uh some of that as well as their cards so well let's get to it gentlemen oh and of course want to thank our sponsor panini america let's go to the cheat sheet truck race they were not racing last week, but they are racing this week. Darlington Raceway, the Dead On Tools 200. That's going to be Friday, May 6th at 8 p.m. Night race stages in Darlington are end at lap 45, 90, and 147. Practices also on Friday, May 6th from 3 to 3.30. Qualifying Friday as well. Moving over to the Xfinity race. That was race 10. Of the 41st annual A Game 200. That was Saturday, April 30th at Dover Motor Speedway. Our winner was Josh Berry, and highest finishing rookie was Sheldon Creed at position eight. It's good to see Josh Berry there. I think he was like one of the last of the JR Motorsports guys to win a race this year. Yeah, and you know, JR Motorsports had all four of their cars finish in the top five. The only person that broke it up was Ty Freaking Gibbs. I'll leave it to Ty freaking Gibbs for sure, right? Yeah, he landed right in the middle, too. <laughs> yeah, Josh Berry, Jason, Justin Allgaier, Ty Gibbs, Noah Greskin, Sam Mayer. Then came uh, A.J. Amendinger, Brandon Jones, Sheldon Creed, our highest finished rookie, Riley Hurst, and Ryan Sieg. It looked like there for a while that Sam Mayer had, may have had the car, but he had some issues and pits and things, and it just didn't work out for him. But he, he came back pretty good, you, you can, all things considered. And Josh Berry, we, you know, he had a kind of breakout last year where he was only running, I guess it was part-time, but he did so well that he got a full-time ride out of it. So, so I think that's his first win of the year. We've, like I said, talked about his rookie before. They are in 2013. It's kind of dark, but it's a silver border here with a total memorabilia, card number 44. And it's just so back in the day, only a few parallels with the base. Red at a retail, gold at number to 275, and black and white numbered to 99. And then the Rising Stars autograph. I don't know if you can see with the glare or not, it's got that kind of shadow box with the, the autograph. Yeah, it's like a cut sort of thing. Yeah, and of course, is that, I guess that is JR Motorsports, is that? Because it's got the hologram sticker on it as well, even though it's in that tiny little box there. So on that, uh, I guess it was a sheet of papers they signed uh, and then they made the autograph card of it. So it's kind of a, you know, a double thick, thick card. So yeah, and, I, I actually pulled one of those back in the day and little did I know, you know, all these years later that it would, you know, it would be well, something. Yeah. Well, being totally honest, you know, after press pass went kind of out of business, the big three, they would have those total memorabilia blasters, for about five ten dollars, I bought a bunch of them, hoping to get, uh, you know, the Larson or whatever. And I got the Josh Berries, and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I'll just put them away. And then 
all these years later is doing well. So, but the autographs, there's a few different versions. Only again, only four with the silver number to 125, gold to 99, blue hollow foil to 25, and the melding to five. Those melt those melding cards. <laughs> melding, yep. <laughs> and then our highest finishing rookie was Sheldon Creed. And he is all over the 2021 Chronicles set. He's got, let's see here. I got some of these with the Chronicles version, Contenders, all that silver foil there, Black, and then there's a Crusade Hollow. But uh, like I said, he's in, again, you going to say something? Well, I was just going to ask more of you know an opinion question but we talk about chronicles and how great it is for racing because we don't have all those brands and then you know we get it in this one set do you think it hurts though something like that because you're right sheldon creed is in chronicles a lot he's in pretty much everything it's good but is it also bad at the same time yeah and that's that's a great point so we go from one contrast to the other right so josh barry was in 2013 he's only in total memorabilia he's not in fanfare or any other one so you know you can narrow in on him and whatever there's probably eight or ten different ones between the uh, parallels for the base and then parallels for the autograph and then you got sheldon creed's creed and to your point you know he's got like five or seven in Chronicles. He's got Chronicles autographs, a few of those. Absolute, absolute autographs, black, black autographs, contenders, contenders autographs, crusade, crusade autographs, gold standard, gold standard autographs, limited, right. limited autographs, obsidian, no autographs, Phoenix, but Phoenix autographs, <laughs> uh, pinnacle, pinnacle autographs, select, select autographs, spectra, no autographs there. And then you get into national treasures, prism. So he's just, if I guess if you're a Sheldon Creed driver collector, then you have a lot. There's got to be, well, I guess, 100 between okay. Prism and other stuff. So I, I think, Jason, you're kind of on that where do you you can't get them all. And it's that's a daunting task or is you know somebody up for the challenge, right? <clears throat> what do you think, Logan? Too well, many? There's a ton of parallels. I mean, it's just... And you got to think, um, you know, which which one would you pick for his rookie card? I guess all the base are his rookie cards. I mean, I guess just, you know, get a Ouija board and pick one, you know. <laughs> I guess, or whatever, you if you open a pack or two and you, you're pretty much going to get one and that's your favorite one. Yeah, I just I just think it's kind of overdone these days, you know, especially like with, Chron like with Chronicles. I like Chronicles. You know, we've talked about it a lot, but you're right, Jason. You know, when you start looking at it that way, it's like, okay, you know, I want to, I want to work on a Sheldon Creed, you know, rookie set on, on PSA. I mean, oh boy. I mean, you, you're thinking, man, you know, that's just crazy. It's just a lot. Yeah, of typically any other time that there's a dump and I don't mean dump in the negative sense, but that's kind of what it is when the Chronicles hits is that person goes from at most four rookie cards from the other sets to like 13 and all of a sudden it's a lot more difficult for that one driver collector to get everything at once because if a bunch of it gets open then one of ones are out and out of 25s are out and it's harder for that one person they have to you know pick and choose whereas if it's spread out 
it kind of maintains that value, but it's not a dump. It's, you know, it's a bad term, but just that sense of everything all of a sudden usually waters stuff down. So, yeah, I mean, if he was in half the sets that he's in now, I think it would be, I guess, tolerable, but I think Jason, he might be in every, almost every brand yeah. that's in Chronicles. I mean, when I was going through him, I was waiting for the end of him and, they just kept on going. Yeah, because I just sent a bunch of stuff to Calm C, and a lot of it was from Chronicles, and there were a handful of Sheldon Creeds, and it just you know rung a bell whenever you said his name and that set. So that's where that came from. Sheldon Creed in twenty twenty one Chronicles. Well, there's a lot. There's enough room for everybody to be a, a Sheldon Creed collector. Maybe if you can grab a one on one, you can do a rainbow. I mean, on one of them. I think that's part of that is like, all right, whatever one-on-one you can get, that's that's the one you go after. Yeah. Uh, Moving along, the next race, race 11, Darlington Raceway. That's the Mahandra 200. Now, it's Saturday, May 7th at 1.30. Stages for that are 45.90 Qualifying is on Friday. And practice is also on Friday. Yeah, and they're going to be doing throwbacks, too. It's not going to be just Cup, because I was listening to NASCAR radio, and they had Sam Mayer on there, and he's going to have a throwback to Rick Mast's uh, Skull Cup car, which is that black and white Skull car. The the car, I think it's number, the number, I think, back was it back the number eight back then? I don't remember one. I don't remember. But anyway... Uh, that he was saying it looks really, really neat. He said Rick Mast is also going to be there to see it. So, you know, that's just one example. There's, it's going to be pretty neat this weekend. I love the throwback weekend. There's just so much, so much history that they can draw on the current drivers, that relationship or that, that remembering the, you know, the other drivers previous and, and the paint schemes and, and some of that. So it's just a homage to the roots, you know, it's kind of, I guess, well, in baseball, when they had that, it wasn't the same thing, but they had that, um, the game out in the cornfield, you know, the kind of, and then now, um, NASCAR NHL, they have the classic where they play out outdoors, you know, just something a little different. So I love Darlington. Yeah. It's going to be fun this weekend. I can't wait. I mean, it's, It'll be like going back in time for me. Yeah, looking forward to it. Moving over to the cup race. That was race number 11. That was the 53rd annual annual Dora Max Dryden 400 presented by Rayleigh Dine. R-E-L-A-D-Y-N-E. So, But that was Sunday, May 1st, again, at Dover. Oh, that Part of that race was run on Sunday. The rest of that race was run on Monday with that massive rain delay and chase Elliott was our winner and the highest finishing rookie was Harrison Burton at position 24. Is that the first, first time this year Harrison Burton has been the highest finishing rookie or is, I think he may have been the highest finishing rookie. I don't remember what race, but I think he's already been one once. He has. Yes. Okay. But this was chase Elliott's first win of the season. I think they said it was like a 26 race drop for him. So he's kind of punched his uh, ticket to the playoffs. So. Yeah, and, and you know that all 400 cars have now won within the first 11 races, and that's a new NASCAR record for four cars in one team 
winning in the shortest span of time, you know, wow. races. So and one of them's won twice. So they've won five races out of the 11 so far this year. Who would have thought Chase Elliott would have been the last one? I would, I never saw that one coming. Me either. I thought maybe it would have been Bowman the showman or something, but mm-hmm. Chase Elliott rookies. We've talked about him last year, 2011 wheels element number 99. There's only a few versions of that are parallels. There's a green version. There's a red version. Uh, the green, I think, is out of hobby. I think the red was out of retail. There's a black number to 35. That is from the silver foil pack in the hobby boxes. And there's a purple number to 25. I don't remember where the purple came from. Yeah, there's there's not very many. And you just don't see any of those color variations pop up on eBay at all. Not anymore. And then there's... And again, this is one of the reasons why I know, uh, you know, the folks we tried to, you know, get, do some value added here. The 2011 Wheels Element Hobby Boxes, they come with one silver foil pack. So that foil pack will either have a black parallel number to 35 or an undiscovered element autograph, which Chase Elliott is one of the undiscovered elements in in the group. I think there's five uh, out of a 10-box case, you'll get about three of the Undiscovered Element autographs. There are two versions of the autograph. There is a blue version, numbered to 225, or a red ink, numbered to 25. And they have the hobby. I think it's two autographs and memorabilia. And so I have some of the hobby boxes I opened. You get an idea of some of the memorabilia. This is the flagship performance. And then they have, I think this is the finish line where it's got part of the checkered flag. There's a um, Jamie McMurray. And then they have the different versions of autographs. But the only way to get the Chase Elliott auto is out of the hobby boxes, out of that silver foil pack. So no way to get an autograph out of just out of the box. So. So can you still buy boxes from some of the big three? Yes, you can. I believe it's blowout has them for 125. If you've been listening to the show for the last, I don't know, few years, they used to be about $49 a box uh, with Chase winning the championship. They've kind of gone up, but they still, they're still out there for 125 a box, considering a box of Dunruss is going for 125. And I think you get a few autographs and there's like i said there's a a base autograph that's not numbered there's a blue version and i think that's numbered out of five and there might be a silver version as well again trading card database has that listing and now what's really interesting though is the base autographs are not numbered but some of them are limited like kyle bush and some of them so you need to look at the trading card database or if you have a copy of the old Excel spreadsheet that PressPass used to have on their sites with the print runs for some of those. So, but again, you're going to get like one to two Chase Elliott base rookies per box. And then they also have the green parallels as well. I think you get two or three maybe per box. So might have yeah. to open, open some of those or get one, another one of those, you know, and those cards are, are on like, you know, old, old school card stock, like, you know, the old tops cards and they, they cut them really nice. Uh, they grade well. I mean, the biggest problem that you see with them is the centering. But for the yeah. most part, they're 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 pretty well centered. 
Yeah, for the most part, I think when I send them in, they're coming back tens. May I've, maybe I've gotten a few nines, a few sevens, but for the most part, they're cut really well. And again, they sign well too because I don't think they have the gloss on them. But to your point, they're that old, as you can see, you probably can't see that well, but it's kind of that old grayer gray stock mm -hmm. as opposed to that white stock. So it definitely has like a heritage or a throwback type feel to it. So yeah, very befitting of this weekend. Kind of throwback. Yes, very good. <laughs> so that's uh, 2011 element. Uh, we've talked about kind of before, but if you are looking for something before that, uh, 1997 Press Pass, number 45, and the 97 Pinnacle Racers, that number 38, that's got Bill Elliott holding a baby Chase Elliott. And then the 97 Press Pass, 45, has got a baby Chase Elliott sitting in Bill Elliott's car. And actually mention him mentions him uh, as he like the next next century's cup champion or whatever. So somebody at Press Pass got it right. Yeah, somebody somebody at Press Pass must watch The Simpsons or something. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So those are two kind of novelty cards, and I think there's a parallel. I had closed that window. There's a parallel for both of those. So anyway, highest finishing rookie, Harrison Burton again. Talking about kids, he's in that 2012 Press Pass Total Memorabilia Rising Stars. And there's a memorabilia version of that. Also has his autograph on it. And that was a number like the 125, 99, 25, and 5. And then if you want something, his first card with Panini, it's in 2017 Dunross, the Phenoms, and Signatures. That's that... Oh, this is 2018. I was going to say the 20, 2017 was the Phenom, was next in line, but that wasn't. That was 2017 Phenoms. There's a cracked eyes version of that, number to 999. There's a signature series, a hollow gold, number to 25, and also a, a non autographed version. He's in 2017 Select Signatures, and those were available through the Panini Points Redemptions. They weren't actually packaged or in in packs or on the checklist if you believe it so uh he does have a base in the 2017 panini absolute card number 85 and then there's a about five versions of it and then the printing plates and then panini torque 2017 trackside signatures and there's a few versions of it unnumbered version signature blue to 75 red to 49 green to 25 and checkerboard to 10. and then the one i had was the next in line 2018 but then i think tim said he had pulled some of all of them and then had them sign it and then numbered and inserted the next year so i got i think they were in 2019 so there's a Haley deegan in that one that's a probably the key of that one but i had picked up the harrison burton trying to work on that recollection series so next race for the Cup, Darlington Raceway, the Goodyear 400. That is Sunday, May 8th at 3.30 p.m. Stages are 90, 185, and 293. Qualifying is on Saturday, May 7th at 10.30. Yeah, and like what we've talked about a while ago with the throwback, Trackhouse is going to have probably, I think, some of the really neatest throwback cars. They're going to have both of the Earnhardt throwback uh, Coca-Cola schemes from when Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Earnhardt Sr. ran in Japan. I don't know if you remember that with the polar bear that Dale Earnhardt Jr. won with a black car. 
and then the red car that that senior drove and that's uh they're gonna they're gonna have those and i think i think suarez is gonna have the red coca-cola car and i think that um chastain is gonna have the number you know the uh black number one dale Earnhardt jr so those are going to look really neat i saw some pictures of them earlier and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i haven't seen all the schemes yet but i know that that they're all going to be really neat i know that that petty gms is going to have a tribute car for richard petty and one for lee petty so those, right, are, going cool. to be, those are going to be nice too uh, i have some uh, trivia here for darlington uh, i don't know if it's a well we can talk about talk about it but uh, who has the most wins at darlington and darlington is known as um the track too tough to tame and also lady in black and that track was actually i think that was one of the first paved tracks to run nascar in 1950 harold brasington he had visited the 1948 indianapolis 500 and come back to South Carolina to Darlington and thought about creating a racetrack there with uh, concrete naturally. And uh, of course he was a, you know, track tracker owner where everybody was, I guess, friends with Bill France. And so had France help get that race started. The first Southern 500, the carried a record prize purse of $25,000. Yeah. That's big money back then, man. 1950. Yeah, that's a lot, lot of money. You buy a lot of milk and bread with that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure a car was only you know a few hundred, a few hundred dollars to what a thousand or something. So that buy lots of uh, lots of cars. And I don't think I have it in my notes here, but also it's probably the one of the races I think it was '65 that the winner won by 15 laps, which is unheard of. I think. Uh, wasn't that near Jarrett? It was. Yeah, imagine that being 15 laps up on the net, on number two. Well, people these days would have they would be freaking out if somebody had even a lap lead, which we had that back in the 80s and 90s, where somebody would have a whole lap lead on the field. Yeah, but now 15, these days, yeah. people would lose their minds if if that was going on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's incredible. But, but most wins. At Darlington was David Pearson. Mm -hmm. He was always good at that race because he he knew how to save his equipment, and that's key. He would he would lay back just enough, save his tires because that track, you know, the aggregate that they used for that track to pave that track has like seashells and things like that in it, and that is why it tears the tires up so badly. So, yeah, we, we pass it every year when, uh, or all the time when we go to Myrtle Beach from from Charlotte. So we pass right past there, and it's uh, I guess about forty five minutes from the beach. So plenty of seashells. So I didn't realize it was that it was that close, but I mean I knew that about the aggregate for the pavement. Um, but yeah, I think it didn't didn't Denny Hamlin the current with out, out of the current drivers he he leads uh leads the field with like four wins i think there he's i think he, that's right i think he's the best driver right now current driver at darlington and i think kevin harvick is like right after him with like three i think something like that well yeah so it puts you know the the 10 wins there in perspective and then the top fives 
Richard Petty with 25, top 10s, 35 with Bill Elliott. Yeah, and that's where Bill Elliott won the Winston Million in 1985. Correct. I was thinking about putting it as a trivia question, but. I've actually got a frame ticket with a picture of, you know, they had those those million-dollar bills they, they, they showered down on him. I've got a framed million-dollar bill with that ticket. It's somewhere out there, somewhere. <laughs> I, I wish they would do something like that again. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about that 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 promotion back then? Uh, yeah. What they were doing was that if you won three of the big four races, which I think one was one was the Daytona 500, uh, one was Talladega, the other was Darlington, and I'm trying to remember the fourth one. Do you remember? I won't say it's Charlotte, but I don't. It was. It was Charlotte, Charlotte 600, the longest race. Thank you. So uh, if you had to if win you, three of those four. Yeah. Th three of the four crown jewel races. And it was the first year that they did it. And they're thinking like, nobody's going to do that because it's only been done. Like, I think like that before once before that somebody had done it. And I'm, I'm trying to remember who did it. It may have been David Pearson. Well, I know but, um, like Lorenzen, he won some of those big ones back then, but anyway, I'm sorry, I digress. Yeah. But, you know, RJ Reynolds thought, eh, nobody's going to do that. You know, this Winston me, it was a big promotion. It was a big deal. You know, then, then Bill gets out there and he wins Daytona. Then he, I think something happened to him at Charlotte, but the Talladega race to me is one of the greatest wins of his career because that is where, he had a, a loose oil line and he was blowing smoke and oil out of his car at the beginning of that race. They pitted under green. He was almost two laps down under green. He made up a lap. He made up another lap and won the race under green. Nope. No, no help from. Yeah. Know, not, yeah. Not like it used to be. Yeah. No. It was all he did that completely under green flag conditions. Think about that. You, you make up almost two laps on the field. That's how stout that car was. Right. And that's that's not a small track either, right? No. 0.6 miles. So. Yeah. It's it's incredible to yeah. think about that. And then of course he went to Darlington and, and won it there. Right. At and so he won the million dollars and they call him million dollar bill. That's where he got his nickname, Million Dollar Bill, and of course he's Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. That's right. And that's 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 what that's what ingrained him in the in the psyche of of NASCAR fans uh, as being the most popular favorite driver was him doing all that because he was just you know good old boy from from northern Georgia, you know, and here he comes out of nowhere and just and just kills the field wins that million so that that was a great promotion and of course they did that for several years right but yeah it, pretty impressive and so that that last leg was darlington mm -hmm. right yeah. yeah i can still remember uh I, I think it was uh bob jenkins you know saying he going into mortality he, 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 yeah what he said going into mortality blah blah bill elliott wins the southern 500 and an additional million dollars in 1985 and it was it was pretty cool. That's when a million dollars was really worth something. Yeah, 1985. That was still a lot of money. Let's see where we left off. All right. So that's the <laughs> about Darlington and Darlington Raceway. So the let's move over to IndyCar. That was the 2022 Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. 
at Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama. What did I say? That's like the Augusta of racing. I, I did watch some of that because the the grounds are so beautiful. Yeah, the grass is so green. It's <laughs> it's very well manicured. It's a it's a very nice course. That's what like Ken was saying. Uh, our winner was Award. Yes, he kind of ran away with it there. He led twenty seven laps. Uh, yep. Checked on his cards. He doesn't have any trading cards. I think yeah, he has like inserts in the diecast, whatever. That was it. So, but did you see? Did you see? Did you watch? I mean, I'm sure I, I watched mm -hmm. it. Um, there were points of that race where I thought I was watching a NASCAR race because they were trading some paint. <laughs> yeah, I think like, they were wow, giving somebody man, the business. Yeah, and stuff, and you know, like Colton Herta and Jimmy Johnson got together, and and then Colton Herta spun out later, and uh, I think Castro Nevis spun Jimmy out, and it was just. Oh, Jimmy, I think Jimmy was just in everybody's way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, oh, who was it that was going for, I think it was not Scott McLaughlin. I can't remember now with all the stuff going on this week, but, um, there was somebody, if they won, if they won on each one of the tracks, they would get like a bonus. Uh, who won the first two? Who won two of the first three? Okay. Scott, Scott McLaughlin won the first one and then. Someone who won the next next two. Anyway, I don't see him in the. I was in BK. It was Newgarden, right? Yeah. Yeah, Joseph Newgarden. Yeah. So if he had won, uh, he would have qualified for that. But anyway, so Patrick Patrick O Award won. Next race, race number five is going to be the GMR Grand Prix. That's Saturday, May fourteenth, three p.m. That is going to be at actually Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's going to be. The 14 turn road course incorporated por portions of turns one and two and the front stretch of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah. And I think after that, they're going to run the 500. The next race will be the 500. Yeah. So that's next on the docket. So they're off. Moving over to Formula One, they were off, but they're racing. Where are they racing? They're going to be at Miami Grand Prix. So I have to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. I swiped on my keyboard to wipe something off real quick, and the screen went to the NASCAR radio logo, and then and I thought, holy crap, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, that's going to be the Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix. That's the Miami International Autodrome. And that's a planned, purpose-built temporary circuit around the Hard Rock Stadium and its private facilities in the Miami suburb of Miami Gardens, Florida. That's Sunday, May 8th at 2.30 p.m. I wish I could go to that race. I, I know I said that last week, but yeah. but you know tickets are going to be exorbitant for that race. Yeah, so that's their their first race. So that's, um, you know, with, with the F1 here craze in the U.S., it's going to be, I think to your point, it's going to be packed. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have real tickets to commemorate this event? Or do you think it's all going to be e-tickets, Jason? I think it's e-tickets. I hate it. I hate Smith. it so much, but I think it's all going to be e-tickets. Now you're talking about tickets. I'm thinking about, man, you can get some good food down there. <laughs> <laughs> 
stuff yeah. we can't get here in, in Charlotte. Well, we got a little piece of Havana restaurant, but that's besides the point. I've I've never been there. I've I've seen Miami from a cruise ship before, but I've never been been there before. But yeah. I'd love to go. But yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, so who who is Crockett and who is Tubbs? Is is Leclerc Crockett and and, and Verstappen Tubbs or? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna see. Uh, we'll see who's on the pole. Yeah, Let's make uh, predictions right now. Let's do it. Yeah, I was going to say, Leclerc is uh, in the points lead right now. Verstappen is only 27 out. Sergio Perez, minus 32. George Russell is 37. So, you know, it's 10 points step between um, second and fourth. So, I don't know. I You know, I guess I could say if, if Max runs the whole race, he's going to win it. Yeah, that, that's my money's on Max Verstappen. I think he's going to be on pole and he's going to win. And I think, I think Leclerc will be Char Charles Claire. I think that's how you pronounce it. I may be wrong, but whatever. But I think he'll he'll be up there. He'll he'll probably be second or third. Maybe Mercedes can do something with this race. Maybe they'll actually show up with a competitive car and maybe we'll see Hamilton up there. I don't know. But past history so far this year does not dictate that they're gonna do well at this race either. Yeah, I don't know. Until they can um put it together and, and win a race, whatever we'll see. Get up there. What do you think, Jason? Who do you think is going to get out there and win this thing? I don't know. That's tough because I'm kind of with with a vow, and I just gut says we're stopping. But I don't know. It's I, I guess we get so used to we're stopping and Lewis Hamilton from last season that I'm still I'm still in catch up mode of you know who are some of these other names and it's that thing like vow Verstappen either doesn't finish or or wins so well i think they've got their reliability issues fixed so i think i think you're going to see from here on out if, if verstappen goes out it's going to be because he got crashed out uh not because of mechanical failure i think i mean they may have one more like that let's hope they don't because that that always stinks when you have mechanical failures like that when you're especially when you're doing well <laughs> i was looking to see where you know sergio perez Max Verstappen's teammate there is in, you know, third place in points. So, you know, does Sergio Perez win? I'd love to see Lando Norris. I just, I like the name Lando <laughs> Norris. Yeah. I just love it. I would Lando, like to see Lando Calrissian Norris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his parents got that from Star Wars. There's just no way that that's a common name. <laughs> well, especially today is Star Wars Day. So. Oh, yeah. May the fourth be with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh so that's it for for f1 so we have a good weekend of racing with three nascar races and the f1 down in miami yeah it's going to be a prelude to memorial day when you think about it because memorial day is the greatest day of racing with the the 500 the coke 600 and the monaco grand prix it to me that is the greatest racing day of the year I get up in the morning and I do watch the formula <laughs> one and I'm, I'm up all day and, you know, watching everything. So it's so much fun. I can't wait. Uh, move our next segment, NASCAR hall of fame, the induction ceremony we're, we're recording on Wednesday. The voting committee met today uh, at one o'clock 65 person panel. They tallied all their votes and then released the, Winners at 5 p.m. today. 
Uh, first, he did the landmark award. That's somebody's contribution to NASCAR. Mike Hilton won that. Then yeah. they did get. Oh, I was gonna say, I'm just proud for him for winning that. He he was the first non-France family member to be the president of NASCAR. Correct. Yeah, they mentioned that, and that was that's really impressive. Of course, he's done. You know. He's been around this part a long time, and I didn't realize he held some of the positions that he held at different tracks, too. So, you know, well-rounded in all aspects of NASCAR. And then the voting panel, uh, they used to vote for five. They've changed it starting last, well, last two years ago, I guess it was. Uh, this time there's one from Pioneer Era and then two from the Modern Era. And so Pioneer was... Help me here, Logan. Herschel McGriff. Uh, Herschel McGriff, yes. Who raced into his what seventies? Oh, he raced. He raced like 80s? up up into like twenty eighteen, and, and I think the Winston West series. He was like <laughs> yeah. ninety, like ninety years old or something. Yeah, that's crazy impressive. Now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and what name one of the fifty greatest drivers mm-hmm. that they did in nineteen ninety eight? Again, uh, if you listen to the show, we've talked about that before. Usually, they're if they didn't win the championship or whatever, they're, if they're named one of the 50 greatest drivers, they'll uh, a lot of the folks on that list are now in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Then another member that was selected was Matt Kenseth. I think it was 2003 NASCAR champion. And then the um, Kerp Shippadine, I think that's how you pronounce it, who won four championships with Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah, there you go. Which I was surprised he wasn't in yet, but I was glad to see him finally uh, selected. So, yeah. And then he's also on the 1988 Max card, uh, number 45, with Tire Wars back then. He's at, at the Wrangler hauler. So yeah, he's what third on the the list of crew chiefs with multiple championships. You have Emin. Oh, Dale Inman with eight, then you've got Canals with the seven, and then you've got uh, Shelmerdine with four. So he was very deserving. I I was shouting when yay, and my wife was like going, "What you t- what's going on?" I'm going, "I'm glad Cl- uh, Kirk Shelmerdine finally got in the Hall of Fame because he deserves it." So I was yeah, very happy for that. Yeah, we've always kind of kept an eye on him. He had been nominated. Or put on, you know, put on the list. He didn't. He didn't uh, receive the enough votes at the time, and then came off the list, and then went back on the list. And so I was glad to see him make it in, especially with the four championships. So, yeah, he's kind of a unicorn, isn't he? Yeah, he um, he's tough. I have not seen him at the Hall of Famer or any of the other functions type. So I'm looking forward. They actually mentioned. So we, I went to the the Hall of Fame today. Went to the voting panel to see if I could, because uh, th- the previous champion should be in, should be there to vote as well. So I was looking to see if I found Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson. I did not, but went to the Hall of Fame. And so th- they were talking about trying to have the three, McGriff, Kenseth, and uh, Shepardine at the Hall of Fame for members like autograph sessions or something closer to the 600. So... Yeah, because you know we've tried to get Kurt Shelmerdine autographs, and he's just like 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 what you said. He, he's a he's a unicorn. He's very tough. It's he's like Carl tough. Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Him and Carl Edwards both are that way. They're just hard to find. They're hard to to get anything from them. 
Uh, I mean, I, I think if, if you ever watched back in the day, you could tell that that Kurt Shelverdine, he had a very low-key demeanor. You know, you didn't really see him get upset or mad or anything. I think he's kind of – he may be a little bit shy. I don't think he, he really likes to bask in the limelight. He was always happy just being able to be the crew chief and, and run the team and help help with the car back in the day. So he really was never – you know, one of those guys, because you could tell when he would get interviewed, like by Dr. Jerry Punch, that, you know, he was he was kind of a he was kind of a shy guy. And I think that's probably part of the reason. I mean, this is all by design. He he just doesn't really want to be in the limelight. So this is going to be, I think, kind of strange for him now that, you know, he's thrust into this situation being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and some of the guys, you know, they when they lead the sport, they lead the sport. And you know, Fred Lorenzen comes to mind, you know, and Carl Edwards not really involved very much with, with NASCAR after retiring. So, yeah, you know, Fred Lorenzen, he he quit uh, when, you know, after Fireball died, not right after it. But the, the reason he quit early was because of Fireball, because he said it just wasn't any fun anymore. And then he tried to make a comeback back in the, the early 70s and. It just didn't, it just wasn't the same for him. It just didn't work out. Yeah, I think that was after the manufacturers got out and, you know, yeah. folks lost their rides. And as we talked about before, it takes it like a combination of, you know, money, driver, team, pit crew, all that good stuff to all those planets have to align to, uh, to do well. So like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, buddy. So let's talk about the cards. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's let's do. I want to do Kansas for sure, but for Shelmer Dunn, did you hold up the eighty-eight? I know you spoke about it. Did you hold it up? Okay, so there are both cards. What what would you guys go for? Because obviously the eighty-eight is first, but there's no name, and even on like Com C, it lists it as a Dale Senior card. Eighty-nine portrait has his name. What do you guys prefer? I prefer the 89. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, no, I have the 88 sign because <laughs> I had uh, gotten uh, set with that sign. But the 89, again, we, we talk about the 89 max, that set that, you know, they went from 100 cards to 220 cards. So there are a lot of first uh, cards in that 89 set. And so Shepard Dine is, is one of those that. That design is so much better, too. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. There's just something about that, the that color, the colors, and the checkerboard and the, and the green backs that it makes it a, a right. nice card. As well as having the Earnhardt and again all all the all the guys, Hendrick and um, I know there's a bunch of them here in there, but um, well, you know, like Dale, Pearson and there's also Dale Inman's first card. Junior Johnson was in that set. Yep. There's there's a lot of Hall of Famers in this. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say we talk. I know we talked about the '89. Let's see, '89 Max. I'll have to look it up here real quick. But um, where we break all that down, that was uh, episode number 48. We talked about that, the different sets and all the different stars, uh, first cards in that '89 Max set. But yeah, so I, I lean towards the that one. So I'm trying to get one of those signed for my Hall of Fame rookie autograph collection so yeah i actually just looked on ebay when you guys said he was tough and there is only one um 
autograph one card autographed for sale. Um, there have been a few that have sold for less than $10, but this one's listed for 40 which I'm assuming is because of the Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's hardly anything listed. Uh, so for Matt Kenseth, his stuff is 98 99 99 So the one that Logan put up is the 99 Press Pass. Obviously, yours is graded, but which one? Because there's a few options. There's press pass there's wheels high gear there's stealth vip like what do you guys prefer for kenseth i like this one because i like that lycos car when he drove that car uh when my son was little he was only at this point in time he was only like nine years old that was his favorite car was the the matt kenseth okay. lycos car he loved that car and we just we always rooted for him because of that and I what is lycos a search engine so, yeah, it's old old school throwback. That is, yeah, old, that is old school for sure. Now I remember having that conversation because I guess for me, Kenseth is synonymous with DeWalt more so than Lycos, at least to me. You know what I mean? So that's where I, I, I kind of struggle. I like the DeWalt better, but I think I know I have the press pass, the, the Lycos one. But, you know, just, just wondering opinions on some of those. Yeah, and if you look at it in chronological order, you know, the press pass was always the first set of the year. So really, if you want to look at it like this is his first card, maybe. I mean, I know that's splitting hairs, but uh, that's another reason. I mean, it definitely holds true and holds some value when it happens, because especially if there's multiple months between uh, between releases, because I remember, you know, in the early 90s when there were five or six sets total, uh, you know, the baseball rookies and stuff, if you got it in tops or whatever, Fleer might not come out for two months, you know, so that tops one always was, you know, something for a little while. And then, you know, it's kind of what we said with Chronicles as more options come out, you know, it waters it down. But I mean, that definitely holds weight in that year whenever it happens yeah that's 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 true i mean and you know like you said it's like it's like that in other sports too you know they i think i think there's more weight on the first set of the year that has a particular rookie card in it at least for a while yeah yeah at least least for a while but um he's in a lot of different cards in 1999 yes and so one thing we we didn't really talk about was the '91 Langenberg hot stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot cards. about that. Yeah, he's card number one. I, I think I've actually got that graded somewhere. I didn't even think about trying to find that. Yes, let me share my screen here. You know his his stock went up. I think it was in 1998, maybe or '90. Yeah, maybe it was 1998 where he. Uh, Bill Elliott had some kind of injury. I can't remember what it was, but he he actually subbed for Bill Elliott in Bill Elliott's McDonald's car and did very well. I think he had like is either a top five or a top ten in his first outing in, in Cup with Bill Elliott's car. So th- that made his stock rise right there. So there's the <clears throat> hot ninety one hot stuff. I feel like that needs to be a show because I've. And all the conversations we've ever had, I've never seen or heard anything about that. And obviously, 
But if it has an eight-year gap between Matt Kenseth cards, I mean, there's got to be some historical significance there. Yes, yeah, so that was when he was definitely in that lower level. And because of the craze of NASCAR, uh-huh. all these sets started coming out in 1991 of all these different leagues. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's a North New England set. There's a few other different ones, and so this this was sold, I think, as a factory set in one of the snap and a little clear plastic box. Yep, that's snap. what it is. And there's yep. a sticker that is like the seal. Yeah. So I I know I've gotten him to sign one of those for me. Huh. Yeah, he's got he's got several cards that are, are pre 1999. So he's got those lycos cards but i think those lycos cards you showed him just now they're just the lycos logo it really doesn't show him it's just probably got his name on the back yeah that was from racing champions mm-hmm. and then there's a nine well the other one was a 91 i mean 99 action i don't know if that was from um <clears throat> that's from the Food super fan challenge game but you know if you're going after the official out of a pack or whatever it's the press pass and there's a press pass skid marks now those would be cool to have numbered to 175. Mm-hmm. he's in premium, premium and stealth vip yeah he's also on wheels too and there's i didn't realize there's a 1999 upper deck mvp pro sign autograph gold version and um looks like it's a normal autograph version too so but there yeah, there's a lot for I like the wheels, I think. But uh, to kind of what Jason was saying, you know, it's kind of synonymous with DeWalt, so I tend to lean towards towards one of those. Not that I don't like the the press pass. I like that because that press pass, the 99, also has Kevin Harvick in it. So if you're going to buy some wax, I, I bought that. I would buy that wax, so. Yeah, and didn't he, didn't he uh, deliver the first championship for Roush? Wasn't, wasn't 2003 Roush's first championship? That's right. I think so. I think so, because Mar- poor Mark Martin never never got, the, never got the championship. Now, one of the things I did remember when they were announcing him was that he was, like, led the last 35 weeks in points in 2003 when he won his championship. So, Well, you know, think about that for just a second. A lot of people blame Matt Kenseth for us yes. going to this chase Play format out. that we're in now. Because yep. he wasn't a flashy driver. He was just kind of your, your normal guy. He goes out there. He's consistent. He wins a few races, and he wins the championship. It wasn't somebody big like Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Jeff Gordon or somebody like that. So everybody's thinking, oh, well, we really can't have this. We really need to change this up. Right. We need to reward wins, right? We need to reward wins. And so wins get you into the next round. We don't want you being consistent. (laughs) That's not going to, you know, win, win championship. So we want to wake those folks up who, uh, (laughs) put my, my father-in-law out here, but you know, it's like, watch the first of the race, (laughs) take a nap and you know, 10 laps to go. He'd wake up. (laughs) So <laughs> he, he's been watching NASCAR a long, a long time. So he had it down to a science, but you can't do that now with the stage racing. So again, you want stages so that you can get points. You can get the playoff system. And it's all about that and not the mm-hmm. slow, steady, consistent for 35 weeks and, uh, and win. 
Yeah, a lot of people compare Matt Kenseth to David Pearson because Kenseth was, was one of those drivers that would save his stuff, very calculated. Uh, he knew, you know, he knew when to go and when not to go. And he has a very similar driving style to David Pearson. So there's been a lot of comparisons over the year between those two. Yeah, so c- congratulations to those three for um, the class of 2023. Do you want to talk about McGriff's? Yes. Which was the 1989-90 TG Masters of Racing, which is this card right here. And, Valley, I think you've got a little bit of information about how this set was produced and everything. Yes. And um, it goes back to Rayman. And just to recap, Rayman had um, produced a quarterly Racing Pictorial Magazine with color photographs. I think it was from 1959 to the mid-80s. I think it was 86, 85. And he retired. He sold that collection. I think it was Dane Turner or um, Sports Stars. There was another another company in there or not. But had purchased all those slides and then created that TG's Masters of Racing. And it was a, it was like four packs of cards and it was i don't know if it was 30 or what it was logan for each one but basically using that archive of photographs to produce the the card set and so this was like some of the first time where people got to see because I, I had talked to dane and he told me about uh people were disputing the color of ned jared's number 11 and they didn't remember it being that color blue you know, it's like, well, you know, that that was from the negative. That's what the color was, because for the most part, photographs were used in newspapers and they were black and white. So they weren't shot in color. So uh, Ray Mann had all these um, photographs in color and then used those to produce the set. Then he also, I don't say reprinted that set as a full box set um, and changed down, put Ray Fox in, in there. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. But. There was four packs, and then they made a gold uh, 110 card set, I think it was, and that's where Wendell Scott is in in that gold series. But um, and that McGriff, is that a gold one? Yes. What, what number is that? So he's in that gold series then. Yeah, he's in that gold series. This is uh, number 195. Okay. So is that his first card? Yes. Yeah. So It's very similar to, um, you know, it kind of looks like, the set that the Speedway Stars that we were talking about that's getting right. ready to come out for Indy. Uh, it's got, it's the same, you know, era of, and same camera and everything that all the other photos were taken. So it's a, just a, a, you know, awesome looking era card, but that was produced in 89, 90. Yeah. Back during the boom. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of the, you know, precursor because, you know, the price guys really didn't come out until a late 89, I think it was. And then, because you know prices really weren't fluctuating, and then it was on where you had the Myrtle Beach variation of of Max, and then '89 they were kind of scarce. We talked about before on, on the show uh, and the sets, and just everything escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had the multiple printings in '90, and it was on. Yeah, it was kind of like Anchorman during that time. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. boy escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So um, let's see what else. One thing that I didn't mention, but I did want to talk about real quick was the yeah tops now so tops put out uh some more of the cards in the tops now of course uh we're recording on wednesday these will be looks like out um finished up by friday uh and so the next set will be out they're running i think late but uh this cards numbered 14 15 and 16 at 13 to 16 as a list. Uh, if you go on Top's website, you can view this Formula One Top's Now archive, and you can uh, see there's a gap in here because they have uh, five, six, seven, and eight. That is one, two. So there's a gap between uh, what the print runs are have been determined yet and the ones that are out uh, now. And so there'll be a new set, hopefully. Uh, this week, this last one with uh, Max Verstappen winning. So, but just give an update on the tops now. Cool. I missed that last week. So, and I guess uh, it's time for uh, King's Court. All right, let's cue the music. <laughs> Just like that magic. Yeah, it's it is magic. All right, this week's King's Court, our Joker of the week. Which this guy is not a Joker, <laughs> but this is kind of an odd card. Uh, but we've have seen several of these pop up from the same seller here recently. This is a 2007 Rittenhouse IndyCar Series AJ Foyt 50th anniversary autograph. It sold for. It's not a big price because uh, I think some of the other ones had sold for more than this, but the, it went for $66.65 with 16 bids. Um, you know, I've been collecting a long time and, and I haven't ever seen any of these until here recently. Yeah, it was a case topper, I think, back for Rittenhouse. Yeah. And I wonder if that was the only case topper. Uh, it, I think it was. I don't know if there's 500 of them or something. Uh, I'll do a little more digging, but not, yeah. not to be negative, but do, what do you foresee as being the reason that this person has multiple? Yeah, I've thought about that, and you know who knows. I don't know if he worked for Rittenhouse and they had some extras, or maybe they sold right. them off and he bought them, or I, mean, I don't know. Okay, uh, I just didn't know if you'd ever heard of anything happening. I have not, but you're thinking the same exact thing I'm thinking, Jason. I was thinking that today when I was going through all this and uh, thought, man, how's this guy? Because there's been two others sold uh, in the last couple months. So this is the third one. And each time they've gone down in price. Yeah. And I mean, I hate to bring that up, but, you know, obviously, what are the odds of anybody having three of the same card? that's autographed, let alone something that's a little bit harder to find than normal. Yeah, no, it makes it, it's something that makes you say, Hmm, right. <laughs> okay. All right. Next card, our Jack young driver of the week. And I don't know that he's super young, but he is young still. He's in his twenties. This is on the second of May, 2018 Panini prime. Bubba Wallace fire suit one on one with the Munster logo on it. Uh, I thought this was a really neat card. 
somebody put $575, buy it now. And somebody out there went, click, and they bought it for $575. Yeah, it's like awesome patch there with screened on to that fabric with the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful card. At the risk of making this show longer than you know <laughs> don't worry about it five we, questions well we appreciate everybody listening so far so we talk about prime every week and you know here's another example and we kind of have been talking a lot about the monster uh patches because of deegan and other you know other things but is there one patch or one company logo that you think is the most desirable logo among all NASCAR collectors? But okay, so let's cut out maybe the NASCAR logo because right. I know, like for baseball, it's the it's the MLB guy. Is there one company patch logo that's probably more desirable than anything else? I I think Val's probably going to say the same thing as I'm going to say. I think it almost has to be Coca-Cola. That was my, f actually Monster and Coke were the ones I was thinking. So because that's a multi that 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 crosses over to to multiple types of collecting. You've got the Coca-Cola collectors, you've got NASCAR collectors, everybody that wants that, and and they are beautiful, especially the embroidered ones. Those are just stunning. Uh, so I would think those are probably the most desirable, and you don't see those show up very often. They're rare and they're very hard to find. So what I was going to say, and I don't even know if they're on the new or how they're put on the new ones, but the American flag. Yeah. I was just thinking strictly company though. You know. no, no. Right. When he said, yeah, but monster or, you know, unless it's somebody like Denny Hamlin with FedEx, right. Or, you know, somebody who is synonymous with a certain brand. Uh, those patches, but definitely, uh, I think Logan, you hit it with the with the Coke because Coke has multiple levels of collectors, not just NASCAR, but Coke collectors as well. So, yeah, I know that that Justin Channels he is collecting the Coca Cola patches strictly from Denny Hamlin because he's a Denny Hamlin fan, and I know he has several of those, and he's posted pictures of them, and they are just incredibly beautiful cards. All right. So let's move on. Um, our queen female driver. This is on the 1st of May. Tony Brydinger, Donruss Gold out of 10, rated rookie. They were asking $300 or best offer. Best offer was accepted at $220 for this card. Wow. It's out of 10. What's What, what number is it out of 10? I don't, don't even know. Six out of 10? Six out of 10. Yeah, that's a nice looking card. Those gold cards always look nice. The rated rookie op optic. But her cards, her cards are starting to catch on fire right now. Yes, uh, I've seen some autographs go for some pretty good prices, and some of her other uh, more li limited numbered cards are going for good prices. So she's on her way up. She's in Arca now. So watch out. She may be the next Haley Deegan. All right, next one, King Male Driver. This is from April 29th. This is our race winner. It's a 2020 Panini Prism Blue Chase Elliott PSA 10. It's only it's a pop one. Somebody uh, 
had $999.99 buy it now. And again, somebody went click wow. and bought this for $1,000. And that's that's the blue. I don't even think those are numbered. Yeah, it's not. I'm looking to see a number. I don't think the blue is numbered. It used to no, be. But... So that is impressive. I mean, very impressive. So we're starting. Hey, Jason, we're starting to see some of these Formula One prices for uh, for some NASCAR. So that's cool. Yeah, and the first thing I thought when I saw this was when the the parallel matches the uniform or the you know whatever that always helps. Indeed. I was noticing that because it makes a good complement. Yep, the blue on the uniform and that white, um, and then the blue background. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it's numbered. Yeah, he's holding a bottle of Mountain Dew, it looks like, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Our Ace of the Week, one-on-one card. And I'm sure it comes to no surprise to most folks who listen to the show. This was on the 30th of April, 2021. Tops Chrome F1. Black Way Rave Refractor, one-of-one. Charles Leclerc. It's a PSA 8, but it's a one-on-one, so it really, I don't think the grade even really matters. Um, actually, I think this thing probably went for a, a steal, actually. It only went for $2,025 with 29 bids. Yeah, especially if he keeps it up and he wins a few more races or, um, or if he wins the championship. Yeah, this is going to be a steal. Yeah, I think somebody get a good, got a good deal. You know, if you compare this to other Formula One cards and some of the prices – I think this was an absolute steal. So, congrats to whoever bought that card. I think he got a got a great deal, and it looks nice. I don't I don't know why it got an eight, but I'm sure there's some reason. I think there may be a chip on the bottom somewhere. No, no, I don't know. So anyway, all right. So our last one is our Royal Flush, our highest priced card of the week. This is on the 28th of April. 2020 Tops Chrome Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, Red 70th uh, Tops Anniversary, PSA nine, and that's a cool looking card. It uh, it went for forty five thousand seven hundred dollars with sixty three bids. Hmm. What y'all think? <laughs> it's it's surprising, but it's not at the same time. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, says it's out of four it's a super short print so that's uh quite impressive for that card and, and i always say this wonder what it wonder what it would have done if it was a 10 right <laughs> i mean it's almost a one of one it's out of four is it know, i don't see it numbered i'm looking to see yeah they, they, they say it's out of four I, I i don't know where they got that number from yeah four is weird especially for reds reds are usually five yeah so I don't know what to make of that. I'm just going by what they said <laughs> in the description of the card. Yeah, that's incredible. Yep, nice card, man. Yeah. Congrats to whoever picked that bad boy up. It's nice. One other thing I wanted to share another. That that is impressive, but there was yeah. another So that's it for King's Court for this week. Okay. So oh. there was an auction at Golden. The 2020 Tops F1 Chrome one of one Super Refractor sold PSA seven. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot all about it. Uh, it was seven hundred fifty thousand, and buyer premium was one hundred fifty thousand for a final sale price of nine hundred thousand dollars. 
So this is the, I think this is the image variation, right? So that's why that other one, it was, it was, um, I think that was the image variation because anyway, it, that's almost a million dollars. Seven's just such a disappointing grade on a 2020 card. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it it beat that uh, Futera card. Yeah. Now, I, I would rather have the Futera card. If Me you, too. Because um, I know that one is rare. And that one is, I'll say, not necessarily artificially rare, but it, it's, right. it's tough. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, this being a 2020 product and it's numbered as a one-on-one artificial scarcity or whatever. So, yep. But that is just, just mammoth. So I just wanted to, uh, I saw that the other day and was like, <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to know who's buying these just to like congratulate them on buying such crazy stuff. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, especially is the same person buying more than one, or is it one person per card, one unique buyer? Yeah. Or is it Lewis Hamilton buying them up? No. He can afford it. That's chump change for him. <laughs> I'm, I remember, um, I don't know why, I guess because I used to collect the 69 set baseball, the Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson had a few of his cards, hot, you know, super high grade. So, but anyway, I guess uh, we'll leave it there. If there's anything else also want to uh, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're on the YouTube channel, hello to the new subscriber, APR Williams. I Yes, Logan. <laughs> you know what's coming. I know, go ahead. <laughs> Hashtag skid marks. There you go, Brad. <laughs> so, and then uh, let's see what else we got here. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe and ring uh, the bell. Thank you again, everybody, for whole, um, hanging out with us. And hopefully you learned a few things and that you can use at the shows. And if nothing else, then uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Panini America. And from me and the guys we uh we appreciate you listening and we will catch you next week we are out of here